Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 19 verse 28. And we're just going to read about 10 verses. And so if you haven't read your Bible this week, I got you covered because we're going to read about 10 verses. And uh, it says, And when he had said these things, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he drew near to Bethphage and Bethany at the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of the disciples saying, Go into the village in front of you. Where on entering you will find a cult tied on which no one has ever sat. And so the Palm Sunday message, it, it comes from this story. It comes from the story in which Jesus enters Jerusalem with his triumphal entry. That's why we celebrate uh, Palm Sunday. It's what, uh, it's what um, welcomes in Holy Week. This is the week where... Jesus in Palm Sunday starts in Palm Sunday. A week goes by, then you have Good Friday, and then we come at the resurrection. Amen? And so this is where we're at. And says, so those who were sent went away and found it just as he had told them. And as they were untying the cult, its owner said to them, why are you untying the cult? And they said, the Lord has need of it. Look at the person next to you. Tell them, I think the Lord has need of you. Tell them like you mean it. Tell them like you just had your, your Red Bull and you walked in. Tell them, I think the Lord has need of you. If he doesn't speak English, tell him in Spanish. Yo creo que Dios te necesita. The Lord has need of you. And they brought it to Jesus and throwing their cloaks on the colt, they said Jesus, they, they set Jesus on it. Verse 36, and as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. And as he was drawing near already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. Verse 38, last verse. Blessed is the king, saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven, and glory in the highest. Uh, last year, I preached from a parallel text found in Matthew chapter uh, 28. Um, and last week, I don't know if you guys remember, if you guys love me, you will remember. Last week, I preached a message called, I'm on my donkey flow. Amen, Sheila. Hallelujah. I felt the glory when you said yes right there. But today, I, I want to, how many believe that God could use the same story and pull out different principles from it. That's the beautiful thing about the Word of God, that the Word of God is living. So it's speaking to you daily. Amen? And so we preached last week, I'm on my donkey flow. Today I want to I wanna talk to you about on, on uh, this subject, and it's called Lessons from Jack. Look at the person next to you. Now announce him the, the title to this message. Tell him, Lessons from Jack. Now, I, I chose this name because he's a donkey, and so I found it sitting because he looks like a jack. Look at the person next to you. Tell him, lessons from Jack. Now, tell him, don't judge Jack. 
because you don't know Jack. Why don't you help me pray? God, we are so grateful, God, that you allow us to share these moments together where we get to hear your word. God, I believe that you want to say so much more than what I'm thinking. Lord, allow me to be the tool that you use, and don't let me get in the way of what you want to say, God. In Jesus' name, we love you, Lord. Amen. And everybody says, amen. Come on, let's give God some praise in this house. You can get excited when, when we're teaching here. Um, I, I think this room is full of people who have kids and people who don't have kids. Now, if you have kids, raise your hand, make some noise. Right, right. If you don't have kids, raise your hand, make some noise. Right? And, and so I love that the room is full and it's diverse and we have a room full of people with kids and a room with people without kids. And I don't have a problem with people without kids except for this. I have a problem that if you don't have kids, please don't come up to me and give me advice on how to raise my kids. And all the parents say, amen. Like, listen, come to me. You can give me advice on whatever you want. You can give me advice on clothes shopping. You can give me advice on what kind of gel I should wear in my hair. But don't come up to me and give me advice on how to raise my kids because you don't know the first thing about raising kids. I don't care how many. Listen, if you don't have eight God kids, if you don't have two, three nieces, two, three, you see, I don't even know how many I have. If you don't have eight God kids, you don't have two nieces, three nephews, if you don't have two kids of your own, two stepchildren, and two brothers who are Hispanic without kids, which means there's an endless possibility of how many nieces and nephews I could ever have, don't come up to me. Talking to me, let me tell you how to raise your kid. And all the parents say, amen. amen. Why? Because raising kids, let's be honest, man, raising kids is absolutely a huge responsibility, isn't it? Man, that, that, what? What? I'm going to have a kid? Like, I didn't know the first thing about raising a child. Could you imagine? I was 22 and a half years old when I had my first kid. I was 23 years old when I had my son. And, 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 and it's so difficult because, you know, I, I love when, you know, you see, like, people without kids, they want to project their affection on you. And I, I get defensive, like, oh, my God, you and Lisa should have a kid. I'm like, no, shut up. You should have a kid. <laughs> DK, you should have a kid. I'm like, listen, me and Lisa are good. She got her two. I got my two. And the only reason me and her would want to have kids is to see what it would look like. And there's apps for that. So we don't need to do that. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, don't be projecting your affection. Oh, you should have a kid. I'm like, shut up. You should have a kid. I get defensive. I get defensive. Don't be projecting your affection on me. Why? Because it's difficult in that it's a baby stage. First of all, like you got to, could you imagine like you have to give birth to a child. I thank God every morning. The number one reason I am grateful that I am born a man is because I will never have to give birth a day in my life. And all the men say? Amen. Because if men had to give birth, the population of this world will be seven. And so we give props to the ladies. Let's just honor the ladies who have given birth in the house. My goodness! Oh, I never have to give birth a day in my life. I'm chilling. But it's difficult because they have to carry the baby for nine months, then they got to give birth to this 
baby, that's a huge responsibility. Can you imagine it? Some of you guys have traumatic experience and I've just lost you in this sermon. You are gone. Come back to me, all right? <laughs> and so uh, raising a child, like, you know, I remember ba- as a baby, you bring the child home, right? And then you got to learn, like, when the, 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 as a parent, you learn how to clean a diaper. And for the first couple of months, man, oh, my God, oh, my God, you become familiar with poop. Baby poop nonetheless, but poop nonetheless. And, 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 and you, 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 you at, at, at the first week you're cleaning, and then you can't even, like you're cleaning the baby's bottom. And I remember at 11 years old, because if you're raising a Hispanic home, you have to take care of your siblings. So I was 11 years old raising Reuben. And Reuben had a birthmark in his butt cheek. And uh, maybe I shouldn't say that. And I, I always thought I had to. Anyway, that's besides the point. But what I'm trying to say is, you become familiar with, with poop and you're just like, you're like cleaning it. And at first, bleh, bleh, bleh. After, after like three months, you're like, ah, whatever. And you keep, like, you're just, right? Like babies, they're a baby and it's so difficult. And I remember my first time my son got sick, he threw up on himself. I literally panicked. He had vomit in his eyeballs. Like he vomited, cat in his vomit. And I didn't know. Oh my God, what's going to Oh, my God, call the ambulance, call the ambulance, call the ambulance. He's drowning, he's drowning. And I didn't know what to do. So difficult to raise children. And, and, you know, then they become toddlers. And so what do you do when they become toddlers? Parents, what do you do? You, you, you surrender the, the house to them. Because everything about the house now is for them. Because you got to make sure that you set up everything high enough where they can't reach it. You got to make sure all the electric sockets are, are covered. I mean, not, not in my day. My day, you only... Stuck your finger in that electric socket once. Kids will never know these days, right? And so, and so they're toddlers and, and they, they're growing up and they're wrecking the house, right? Like you just spent the last two hours and it literally took them two seconds to, like there's a special anointing around toddlers. Like the ability that they have to create a mess in 2.3 seconds is unreal. And obviously they continue to develop and grow and you no longer have a toddler. Now they start talking back. They start talking back and I'm like, I taught you English, not for you to speak it and use it against me. Can you imagine I see my my children talking to me? I'm like, yo, I taught you how to talk. Like, what are you doing talking? They think that they can come in the car. Like, your life is done because now you got to listen to the music they want to listen to in your own car. And your, your life is ruined because, listen, you don't know what it is to be a parent. And until you get a moment of solace and you're by yourself in the living room and you're chilling with a cup of coffee and you can't get the Dora song out of your mind. You're by yourself. Nobody's home and you're just like, Dora. Life is ruined. And uh, then they become teenagers and then they start smelling different. I remember the first time I hugged my son and he smelled like armpits. And I was like, you are not a child anymore. You better start wearing some deodorant, right? Um, It's a beautiful thing. Great responsibility. Parents, you know what I'm talking about. Isn't it a great responsibility to, to raise children? It's a huge responsibility. But one of the things I also realize about parenting, that it's not only difficult, that it's not only a huge responsibility, it also comes 
with a great reward. Uh, one of the beautiful things about being a parent is I say this in jest and joke around about it, but let me tell you, when people talk to me about kids, I'm like, oh, my God, they're the biggest blessing you could ever receive. They're the greatest reward that God could ever give you. They're such a joy to have your own children. I look at my son and I look at him in the mirror and he's looking at me seeing what he is to become. And I'm looking at him at what I used to be. And I can't imagine uh, uh, experiencing a greater reward than it is to have a child. Oh my goodness, isn't it amazing? The greatest blessing you could probably ever experience is having a child. Now, I'm not saying go and have one right now. In time, maybe you will one day. But I think it also brings up this first point that I want to share with you guys because I think it's synonymous with what Jack would tell us in his lesson. And he would tell us this, number one, write this down, that the biggest responsibilities, my biggest responsibilities came with my best rewards. Did you get that? My biggest responsibilities came with even bigger rewards. See, because what this donkey would tell us, what Jack would tell us today is like, listen, let me tell you something. It's it, the, the huge responsibility that I had was to, that I had to, in this moment, Jesus was about to enter Jerusalem and Jesus is about to make his triumph, triumphal entry and Jesus is about to now be seen publicly as the Messiah of the world. This is Jesus and this donkey is like, I have the responsibility to carry the most important person in history into the triumphal entry. This is why we celebrate Palm Sunday. I have this enormous responsibility, but what I realize is that greater than the responsibility is the reward that I have of carrying the most significant person in human history. See, I think many times we pray for a blessing, but we never receive the blessing because we shy away from the burden. See, this donkey, right, like, like, can you think about, like, the purpose of a donkey, the purpose of a, of a jack, the purpose of a colt or a baby horse was to actually carry weight. That was the purpose. The, the, uh, in ancient Jewish culture, this is what we saw. We saw donkeys, and they would carry weight for traveling. They were known as pack animals. You would put weight and distribute. They wouldn't drag the weight like other animals. They would actually carry the weight. But this time, this donkey... His purpose was to carry a burden, but what he would say to you today is, you know my purpose, all, all my life growing up, they told me that I was going to carry a burden. All my life they told me that I had a huge responsibility of carrying weight. They, all my life they told me that this is what I was going to do, but what I realized is that when God called me, the burden, the blessing was bigger than the burden. See, I can't tell you how many times in life what happens to us is that we shy away from the blessing, because it runs parallel with the burden. See, let me tell you something. Uh, being a parent is a blessing, but it also comes with a burden. See, being a parent is a, a blessing, and you, the blessing is that you get to be a parent. And you get to see your children grow and develop. The burden is that when you have a child, you might have to clean that butt. And wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and 4 o'clock in the morning, and 5 o'clock in the morning, and 6 o'clock. Ain't no parents here know what I'm talking about. See, being a, you know what's a blessing? A blessing is being married to the right one. You know what's the burden? Being married to the right one. It's still challenging. Right? 
Like, yo, it's a blessing finding the right one. It's a blessing. That's the blessing. That's the reward. Uh, I, 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 have, I have a Lisa on my, on my phone. She's, she, um, uh, she's on my phone. She's, she's listed as my crown because um, uh, the Bible says that, that your wife is the, is the reward, is your crown, and is the reward of a righteous man. So she's listed as my, my crown, and she, she's my reward, right? And, and, and what, I, what I love about that is that, yeah, she's my reward, but I don't know about you, but, you know, this is a handful. <laughs> like, you know, like, honestly, sometimes when I have to deal with the responsibility, you know, when I have to deal with the responsibility, I have to look at Lisa from the stage. So she's in the kitchen, and she's talking to me. And while I'm looking at the responsibility at the kitchen, in my mind, I got to tell you, but she's my reward, but she's my reward, but she's my reward. And, I, and I'm worshiping God because I, I'm grateful for the reward, but with every reward comes a responsibility. If you don't carry the burden of the blessing, you'll carry the burden of bondage. And if you don't carry the burden of, 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 of the reward, you'll end up carrying the burden of regret. <laughs> See, I think so many times we, we pray for the blessing but we forfeit our blessing because we never want to pick up the burden. I wish someone was hearing me today. See, so it's, it's the donkey. The donkey has the greatest responsibility. The donkey is, is ready to carry the glory of God. The donkey is ready to uh, carry Jesus Christ and his triumphal entry. And, and, and I can imagine the, the, the donkey just, oh my goodness, can you imagine? Like I get to carry Jesus and, and he's a burden in a sense because I have to carry him and pick him up and walk with him. And I got to make sure I do it right. And that's a huge responsibility because what if I trip and he drops over? And, what, and, and, and Jack would tell us today, I know it's a huge responsibility. But there's such a huge reward attached to it. I know that it, listen, if you want to walk in the next position in your life, know that they will, it will always be accompanied with opposition in your life. See, I, I want to tell you, right, 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 you want that promotion, that, that might be, more people might talk about you. <laughs> you want that promotion, you want that blessing, that might be that there's more people that you have to be entrusted with. Oh, the blessing is the big house. The burden is cleaning that house. And so I just want you to write this down. Don't complain about your responsibility when it comes to when it comes with the reward you were praying for. Can you write that down today? If you're taking notes. Don't complain about your responsibility when it comes with the reward you were praying for. See, many times we allow our responsibility to discourage us from the greatest reward we could ever experience. This was the big day for Jack. He was tied looking, looking at a wall. He got called by Jesus. And this was the great responsibility he had about escorting the king of kings and lord of lords. And he could have easily walked away from his responsibility. He could have easily walked away from his reward because he was never willing to step up with the responsibility. 
I love our church because let me tell you, there is a huge reward in everything that is done. There, I, I, I just want to celebrate all the Dream Team members that are at Kuhau. All the Dream Team, come on, let's celebrate all the Dream Team members that are at Kuhau. Because let me tell you, it's a huge responsibility. And let me tell you, if, if you just look at the responsibility and just undermine the reward, you'll never get to where God wants you because you're just so focused on the responsibility. Let me tell you. If you're only focused on pipe and drape, if you're only focused on setting up lights, if you're only focused on making sure that the sound is good that, and, and you miss out the reward, if you only focus, oh, I got to make sure. No, there's a great reward. We do what we do because God, there's a blessing upon what God is doing. Listen, I'm willing to carry the burden. Why? Because in carrying the burden, there is also attached a blessing. I, I, I think that this church can declare that we're willing to walk in the blessing because simultaneously we're also willing to carry the burden. If you believe that in this praise, give God some praise. And so he says, uh, Jack would tell us, you know, this is the day. This is, this is the day that I'm going to carry Jesus. And I could see Jack talking to us and talking to me and and we see here in Luke chapter 19 when it says verse 8, it says, And when he had said these things, he went on ahead going into Jerusalem. And when he drew near to Bethphage and Bethany at the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two disciples, hear this, go into the village in front of you where you're entering and you will find a cult tied, watch this, on which no one has ever yet sat. I, I was talking to Jack, and Jack told me this. He said, hey, listen, Pastor Ron, I want to talk to you. I talked to Jack, you know, Jack, he's a friend. And Jack told me this. He said, I'm, I, I want to give you a piece of advice. I may be unqualified, but that doesn't mean I'm disqualified. I may be, can we put that up? I may be unqualified, but that doesn't mean I'm disqualified. Can you write that in your notes today? Because I think some of us need to hear that today. I may be unqualified, but that doesn't mean I'm disqualified. Because here you have Jack. Jack has never, he doesn't have any experience on carrying weight. Jack has no experience on giving people a ride. And here you, here you are about to give the most important person in human history not only a ride, but a ride into his triumphal entry. A ride where everyone's going to recognize him as the Messiah. Here you have, I, I, I could just see Jack like, why is he picking me? Like, I'm not qualified for this. Does he know that I've never, ever given anyone a ride? Does he know no one's ever sat on my back? Does he know that maybe he should get a horse chariot? Maybe he should, he should get a white stallion? But J Jack realized that day, he said, you know what? I realized that he's not calling me because I'm qualified. He's, he's, he's qualifying me because I'm called. Like, what you don't understand is that, that just because I was unqualified doesn't mean that I'm disqualified. And if we would get that today, I came to tell someone today that maybe you've already cut yourself short and say, listen, I'm unqualified, but unqualified doesn't mean disqualified just because you don't have the experience. God's not looking for your experience. He's not looking for your resume. He's looking for the right response. He's not looking for your experience. He's looking for your obedience. See, and, and, and I could see how many times we forfeit what God has for us. Because we think that other people are more qualified than us. 
And so we're passing the buck. Well, I, I can't be. Let the, let the horse chariot do it. Let the white stallion do it. And God says, I don't call the qualified. I qualified the call. And I, and I saw the donkey in my mind as because the donkey, I, he knew his Bible. And I could see the donkey reading his Bible and say, I realized that Moses was unqualified to speak. But he wasn't disqualified to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. I, I, I went back into the Bible and I saw that Noah was unqualified to build an ark, but he wasn't disqualified to help people save and repopulate human uh, throughout, throughout all the earth. I saw Abraham. Yo, he was unqualified to he was unqualified to be a father, but he was not disqualified to be the father of many nations. I saw David. He was unqualified to be in the military, but he was not disqualified from slaying the giant that was patronizing Israel. Listen, and it just doesn't stop in the Bible because God is calling unqualified people today because he's not looking for your ability. He's looking for your availability. And he says, if you make yourself able, know that if you come to my call, I'm not calling you because you have a resume. I'm not calling you because you have experience. I'm calling you to see if you're available to trust in me. And it just doesn't stop in the Bible because God is still doing it today. There's a young man, you might know him, he's the second best looking guy in this church. And he, I want to take a quote from him. And he says, when I started singing for the church, I didn't feel I was godly, spiritual, or even worthy enough to lead my brothers and sisters into worship. But someone had to remind me that God doesn't use the children who are qualified. He uses the children who are available. Just because you're unqualified doesn't mean you're disqualified. Because this donkey, this jack, this, he had no qualifications. He had never been ridden by another person. And here God is calling him when he could have called the white stallion. He could have called the chariots. He could have even called another horse. But he chose to call the unqualified. See, I want to tell you, you think that it's your, dis you think it's your unqualification. But I'll tell you this, the only thing that actually could get in the way of God using you is that you think you're too qualified. See, that, that's actually how you disqualify yourself, by thinking you're too qualified. I remember talking to a young man one time, and he told me, he's like, you know, I was, it was a man that was raised in church but didn't really receive the gospel and really didn't receive the good news of Jesus. But he knew that that was the path that God had for him, but he wasn't serving the God. He wasn't serving God at the time. And I remember he, he came up, he's like, I don't know if you ever talk to people like this, but I do. And he's like, He's like, I'm telling you, Ro, I'm telling you, man, if I get saved, I'll have this whole city for Jesus. <laughs> Bruh. If I get saved, I'm telling you, I'll be, I'll be praying for people and they'll be slain. Like, yo, I'm telling you, Pastor Ro, if I get saved, what? <laughs> See, oftentimes the problem is that you don't know enough. The problem is that you know everything. But I, I want to tell you today, don't believe the lie that because you are unqualified, you are disqualified. Because actually you being unqualified is a prerequisite to do what God has called you to do. Did you know that? 
Do you know that all the people that serve in this church were unqualified people <laughs> that just made themselves available <laughs> to pick Jesus up, lift Jesus up, lift up his name, lift up his presence, lift up his glory, lift up his name, lift up his power. That's all we said. Listen, we might be unqualified, but we're going to do what God has called us to do. And it's in doing what God has called us to do that we have walked into all that God has for us. The people that serve in this church are not experts, but they sure are obedient. I want to give you this last, th this last point. It says, saying, go into the village in front of you where, the, where on entering you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie it and bring it here. Did you see that right there? It says, on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie. Everybody shout untie. Untie it and bring it here. Now watch what happens when he gets untied. At verse 37, and as he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mountain of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Because Jack chose to make himself available, because Jack chose to untie himself. Did, did you catch that? See, oftentimes we never actually fulfill what God has for us because we never choose to untie ourselves from what we were once knew. See, this donkey, Jack would tell you, listen, I was, I was, I was staring at a wall and I was tied up to a wall. But I heard the master calling. And the Bible says two men came, two disciples came and untied the donkey. I, I don't know about you, but have you ever felt like you were being held back? Have you ever felt the gravitational pull away from what God was calling you to do? It's almost like you hear the voice of God calling and you know that your response is to run your, your response is to run to God. And this just keeps something that's holding you back. And this word untie, is, it, it means in the original language, contain and bound. And in, and in two weeks, we're going to start this series called Find Freedom. Can we put that up? Find Freedom. And, and, and here's what I want to ask. I want, I want to challenge every single person here. That this is a seven-week series. And we're going to deal with some stuff. And so what I'm asking you is these two things. Number one, make those seven weeks a priority. Starting April 15th, take the seven weeks and say, I'm going to commit to be here every Sunday for seven weeks. That's, one, that's the first thing I want to ask you. And the second thing I want to ask you is we want to give God our best. So what does that mean? That we're going to show up at least five minutes early before service. Why? Because we are ready to be untied from that pull that keeps us away from fulfilling the word of God. And here you have Jack being tied. Can I get that rope? Come here, Odin, you're going to help me out. Literally, this is what the image of what this donkey's, this is what our soul looks like. See, no matter how far you think you can get, 
It's like you get far, and, and you're, but you're wrapped around, and you're tied, and God wants to do so much in your life, but many of us are still tied to our time. See, you could be the most talented person. You can be the person with the greatest ability. But what God is, a prerequisite for God to use you is availability. And many of us are tied and we can't fulfill what God has called us to fulfill because our time is what we're tied to. And we say, well, I don't got time to do what God has called me to do. And, so be, and, and many times God is just saying, hey, would you just take the first step? See, see oftentimes we're tied to our shame. And God is saying, no, listen, I have use for you. I have use for you. That's why he says, go tell the neighbor that I have use for this jack. I have use for this donkey. I have a purpose and a plan for this donkey. But the donkey needs to be released and untied from where it's been bound up until this moment. And, 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 and for some of us, God is calling you for a purpose, but you're still tied to your shame. You're still tied to your guilt. And maybe you're like, you have some mobility. You can, I could picture this, this donkey. He had some mobility. He can move 10 steps this way and 10 steps that way and 10 steps forward and 10 steps back. And many of us are like that in the kingdom, that we have mobility in the kingdom and we're moving in the kingdom. But when we get to that 10th step, we're like, oh, no, this is where I stay. I'm good here. I'm good living here. I'm good living in this place of comfort. I'm good. And God is saying, no, you need to cut the rope off. You need to get rid of, of that which has have you bound. You need to learn how to carry the burden of the blessing. You need to let go and let God run in your life. I think there's people in this room, including myself, that need to make a determination in our own lives that we're not going to let a rope hold us back. We're not going to let this put limitations in our life. So I'm going to divorce myself from my shame. I'm going to divorce myself from my time. I'm going to say, God, my calendar is free. My, 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 my life is free. Use me as you wish. Let you be the one that decides what my calendar looks like. He doesn't look for your ability. He looks for your availability. And he's saying to many of us in this room today, are you willing to untie yourself? Woo, come on, you ought to give God praise for that. Are you willing to untie yourself, some of us need to untie ourselves from unforgiveness. Yeah, I know it's difficult. But have you ever put your iPhone headphones in your pocket? And I don't know how it happens. But when you put your iPhone headphones in your pocket, that becomes the the greatest military knot. It takes you three hours that you're like, you're just done with it, right? Because sometimes it's easy to find yourself in unforgiveness than it is being set from unforgiveness. See, oftentimes in the same way it's easy to put your iPod headphones in your pocket. And how quickly that gets knotted up and that you take forever to untie it. Because unforgiveness takes time. And God is saying, are you willing to untie yourself 
from unforgiveness. As the worship team comes up, I want you to hear this. I had to be, this is what he told me. He said, I had to be untied from my past to be unified with my purpose. I had to be untied from my past to be unified with my purpose. So what if today we carried the blessing even through the burden? And today we realize that we may be unqualified, but just because we're unqualified doesn't mean we're disqualified. But let me tell you something. You cannot carry the blessing. You cannot carry the burden unless you first decide that you're going to release yourself from certain things. I love this picture of the disciples going to this man, oh, to the donkey. I love this picture because, let me tell you, can, you, can Steph and Frank come help me real quick before we're going to finish? Um, I'm the, I'm the, the jack, the, um, the donkey, um, excuse me. And God will send two people in your life to help you get loose. The Bible says he sent two disciples to this donkey. Can you imagine this donkey if he was fighting off the disciples? Because that's how we are, like pit bulls sometimes. We're like pit bulls. That we think that the same people that are coming to help us are actually coming to hurt us, but God sent them there to help you. <laughs> and they're there to help you, set you free. And you're already attacking those that God sent to help you. Can you imagine that Steph and Frank are, are coming to help me get untied and, and, and lead me to the master. And I'm fighting them off. No, I, I still want to hold on to what I know. I'm going to be tied to what I know. I'm going to be tied to my past. I'm going to be tied to my shame. I'm going to be... <sighs> I said I wasn't going to cry today. I'm sorry. I'm going to be tied to all I know. I'm going to be tied to my past. I'm going to be tied to my shame and my guilt and my unforgiveness. Because it's all I know. And I don't know what's out there for me. But what if the greatest reward is you taking the responsibility of what God has called you to do? God's going to send some people in your life to help you get untied. Thank you so much, guys. Come on, let's give God a praise in this house. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.